in three. Welcome back to the 19th Fairway Show. Should be joined by G momentarily, but we got Will Dog, myself, and Mr. Joe. We've got a great story coming right up for that. But we are to the last and final regular season event, the Wyndham Championship coming off the Rocket Mortgage, where Tony Finau has won back-to-back times now, coming into the FedEx Cup playoffs hot. Maybe we'll never lose again. We'll have to see. But we have the Wyndham Championship, the final event where players will be vying to get into the FedEx Cup playoffs. Again, bubble watch. We're going to be having that ticker up on the scoreboard, I'm sure, looking at uh, you know where they stand in the FedEx Cup, what their projected rankings are. Top 125 will be in for that first event, the FedEx St. Jude down in Memphis. But here we are. We're in Greensboro or Greater Greensboro area, Sedgefield Country Club for the Wyndham Championship. But before we get into our picks, we got a little story from an exquisite round of golf for our very own Mr. Joe. Wow. I, I love that word exquisite. It, it really was exquisite. It, there's, there's really two, really two, you know, bad holes and they're the first two holes bogey bogey and went on to go five under through the last 16 holes to a 69, just the, the lowest round of the career and uh you know played it at um a attributed course um no pun intended that's the name of the course tribute it's tributed after all of the uh european courses uh one 17 and 18 are all tributed after uh the first and 18 are tributed after the old course one and eight and then the road hole is 17 and yeah a little little recap there had a had a clutch up on 16 at a slippery downhill left to rider um, and we're you know I'm in Texas so the greens are just firm and absolutely blitzing right now and had a you know probably a five six footer down the hill for for par and nailed that and then 17 I sailed the green um, over the bunker that Cam Smith had to put up and had a, just a nasty chip and really was nervy over that one and stuck it to a tap in and almost drove the green on 18 and, you know, got, got the uh, 69 and just, just on cloud nine and, you know, just so excited that that happened. And yeah, really, it's, it's really weird just shooting really, really low. It's just like, you know, all the boys are congratulating you, but I hadn't, my previous lowest round was, uh, a two over uh, 73 on a par 71 and to to beat that by four is just crazy to me I just I guess I have that in me but I never thought I had that in me it was just sort of it just sort of happened and it sort of materialized over the the course of the round and the energy was great I love the guys that uh, I was playing with I played with my uncle Mark and uh, two of his buddies and the energy was, was at an all time high when, when we figured that, you know, when I birdied 15, it was sort of like, Holy crap, the sixties are in play now. And it was just, yeah, it was wild. Yeah. Super fun. Dude, you got it done. I mean, around in the sixties, three under par at a tribute golf course, full length. I mean, this was just a spectacular round of golf for you. I I'm still, shocked but i know you could do it if, if things were going right you were rolling the rock obviously with five birdies in your last 16 holes at least so uh really well done congratulations mr joe 
lowest round in this group maybe ever. I think it has to be. So awesome to set that as the bar for us all to go out and chase, and we're going to be coming for you. But for <laughs> now, you got that number at 69. I hope it's beaten. I hope I can share this feeling with with you boys. Well, we got G who just joined us and shooting a one over par 36 this afternoon. I mean, things are happening. Things are definitely happening. Yeah. All I got to say is when that new TSR gets in the bag, I'm also playing with a cracked face PXG driver. I think it's over. I think I'm averaging like 380 off the tee. Probably putting 90% from 10 feet. (laughs) No, I don't know. It was a good round. It was a good round today. Um, like I said, driver was working. That's key for my rounds. Hopefully that's not the case in the future, but we were happy. For those of you who are unaware, ultimate goal, I, I maybe said I could do it. You know, might have been speaking out of tongue, but 90% from 10 feet would be just incredible. And, you know, hey, if I can become a robot, maybe it'll happen someday. But, gee, with the TSR driver, I could definitely see being deadly out there. He's already got like more than Bryson swing speed. I think he's averaging about 212, you know, 100 miles an hour, faster than the average bear. So good for Mr. G. And he's got that low bullet that'll easily run up at 380. But Will Dude, Dark, you've had not need more. Too. No, not anymore. No, 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 no. My drives have been high. Skyball? My misses have been skyball uh, fades today. I was like, oh. okay, really? <laughs> That's like, really where we're going but um yeah with the tsr i'm hoping for perfect trajectory probably like 90 degrees to perfect fallout average 300 with like roll out of 350 dan did have a uh, 390 yard drive today on nine which was decent so what is nine what what kind of hole is nine uh dog leg left so if you get over the crest which is about Uh 260 it'll run down to probably yeah like the 390 area give or take but like it's not easy there's bunkers there's trees right you basically have to hit it perfectly but yeah him and jp nailed it (laughs) Is there a driver face actually cracked? Yeah, it is. So the top, so the connector line where the face meets like the body of the driver, like where it's planted, like that top line from basically like a quarter inch in all the way, like across to a quarter inch of the other side is cracked all along the face. It's not, it's not affecting it in any way. It's making a weird sound, but. It's, illegal, it's, not, bro. it's not like I'm losing distance or anything off it, but okay, yeah, it's a broken club, so none of your scores count. You lose everything. Yeah, that's a good point. I'll probably just like give up and <laughs> never play golf again. No, we need you to bet. Or I do. I posted the 69 and my handicap dropped like two whole <laughs> I know, I know. Dude, but how annoying is that when like you know, obviously as golfers, right? Like all we do nonstop, even if we admit it or not, is we spend half our day looking at golf shit, golf cleats, wedges, new irons, even though you might've bought new irons, new driver. I've finally come to the point, my GPS watch just broke. I'm like, all right, I need a range finder. My driver just broke. 
I need a driver, but the driver hasn't come out yet. And I prioritize the driver over the range finder. And now I'm like, okay, I have things to buy, but do I really want to spend $500 a piece on these items? Like, it's just a funny game we play. Like, I obviously would love to spend the money, but like, you know, $1,000 on a range finder and a driver, like, wow, probably could be put to a little better use. You can get a good deal on a range finder that works just fine. I mean, shoot the target. D, I'm getting the Bushnell XE Tour that now incorporates weather into the slope. Are you actually? Yes, that's the one I'm going to get if I freaking buy one. I'm no also going uh, well, you could get like you could buy like a Garmin watch that's the same price, but you don't get you know the slope features, the direct pinpoint accuracy. Like, yeah, I like the watch aspect, but like you get more bang for your buck if I'm going to get a rangefinder, and I'm to the point where like might as well do it, especially yeah, if Joe's shooting sixty nine. I mean, at this point, you got to get a rangefinder that goes to the second decimal place. D, no, this goes to the third. <laughs> Hundreds? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I'm getting it. Um, Actually, that'd be thousands, wouldn't it? My math's a little off. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. But I'd rather get the driver, obviously, over a rangefinder. And then the, uh, the Garmin R10 launch monitor is now in stores. And like you can go pick that up for six hundred. Just saying, turns a uh, fun range session into basically a simulator. There you go, flight scope. Oh, way better. <laughs> well, G's got all his gifts lined up past Christmas, so we know what's coming down the line for that. <laughs> no <up>. gifts. <laughs> Papa G buys them for himself. It's Christmas yeah. every day around here. Yeah, it's a gift. A gift to yourself, G. <laughs> Always. <laughs> All right, continue on with other conversation. I'll get product updates in a sec. <laughs> Willie, what's the latest with you? You going back up to Tahoe? You playing at altitude? What's going on? I was last weekend. Was going low, um, but not sure where I'll be playing next. Maybe sea level, maybe up in the altitude. But either way, handicaps like Joe just getting low. Um, shooting mostly in the seventies lately. So games, games looking nice. I think you brought up the best point in a while, and I really want to see this group go out and do a four-man scramble and just see what we can do. Yeah, we're going we're loving our chances. Eighteen under, probably. At least, oh, I yeah. mean, Joe and I shot fifty-seven when we did a four-man scramble to win. That is right. That is so fun. <laughs> was that in Reno? Yeah. <laughs> so awesome. That's a low. What was, I mean, what was the course? It was at Wolf Run, just outside Wolf of Reno. Run. Amazing. Yeah, we could I, go lower than that. I think we could, honestly. Easy. <laughs> we got 56 in the bag. Probably easily like 54. I mean, 18 under. I'd be pissed if we like didn't birdie a hole. It'd probably come on a part three. Yeah, but I still think we got that. And then we're at least eagling two of the four part fives. But we need to. I mean, granted, we can make up in other aspects, but I hold out on a par four for Eagle. So, like, that is like, that's <laughs> if we, you know, are going to do that, that's sort of lucky. Shit happens. That yeah, was the no. second Eagle hole for Joe. He drained a long putt on like the eighth hole and then on the 10th or 11th, the par four that he hold out. So, like, 
two Eagles <laughs> in a matter of three or four holes. Unreal. <laughs> Not bad. <laughs> we were loving it that day, but I definitely want to see us take on a nice little scramble and see what we can do because I got high expectations for this group. That's for sure. No doubt. Yeah. No doubt. Matters where we're playing. We got to think of that. Update coming soon on our next location. We will be contemplating as much as possible until we get one locked in. But we do have the Wyndham Championship, unless we have any other updates, any other, you know, this is the last regular season event. So open up the floor. Any topics or anything we guys want to talk about? All ears. Dude, shout out Big Tone. Like, Absolutely. you know, disrespect was on his name for a minute and he fell <laughs> Uh, a couple back-to-back wins. That's only player to do that this season, right? Pretty cool. Yeah. As far as I know, yeah, hasn't been any back-to-back champions. I mean, yeah. let's let's be real. I I called it out earlier, and I I said it because I had heard it. But Tony might never lose again. He is playing in these events, the Rocket Mortgage and the 3M Open, where you know it's not the full field. You don't have all the big names there, but you do have guys that are fighting for a chance to retain their PGA Tour card, make it in the FedEx Cup points. Like, There's there's guys that are fighting and Tony went out and took advantage both times and he's got the dub. He's the one walking away with the trophy. You can't fault that by any means. Oh, definitely not. Yeah, I pretty much called it. I mean, I picked him first right after the right after he, he won the week before. So, knew this was coming. Knew the course was good for him. Um, pretty easy call, honestly. I don't know how you guys didn't figure that one out. Yeah, you picked him third, and I had the fourth pick, so it was easy for me to still root for him because I didn't have an opportunity to pick him, so I was still pumped. But Cantlay, who I got fourth overall, T2 at minus 19. Unfortunately, McNeely and Hardy both missed the cut for me, and I ended up in last place. So I will be having the first pick tonight for the last regular season event. Update on the standings. I've got 95, Joe is at 86 and a half, Willie 75 and a half, and G at Mr. Joe's 69. Hey. He pulled up the rear. Does our season-long thing go through the end of the playoffs? It goes through the FedEx Cup playoffs. So last regular season event, see where we're standing going in. Uh, I looked last year. We didn't do anything different points-wise. Like all the playoffs were still worth 5-3-1-0. I can double check, but I think we did four players for the playoffs. Uh, anybody have objections to that or want to do anything different? No, it should no? be pretty good fields. Definitely. All Joe, right. are you, Joe, are you okay with it? Oh, I'm A-okay. Ain't nothing bothering me after 69. Oh, yes, indeed. <laughs> I feel you. Definitely feel that. <laughs> well, Let's just get right into this then. Three picks for the Wyndham Championship. We're going with myself, kicking things off. Uh, let's give a little bit of history. We've got Sedgefield, North Carolina, Greater Greensboro area. This dates back to 1938, where Sam Snead won it for the first time, and he went on to win seven more times. Um, his winning year span was from 1938 until 1965. Uh, he was in his 50s, I think. Let's see, he was 52 years old when he won that uh, 1965, what is now the Wyndham Open or Wyndham Championship. So he's the oldest player to win a PGA event, and that record still stands today. 
Uh, Phil was pretty close at the PGA. I think he was 50 years old for that. Maybe Tiger will do it in a, a few more years. We'll see. But no one has won more than three besides Sam Snead with his eight. Davis Love has won it three times. And uh, I want to point out that this is near – it's in the North Carolina area, so this is near where we were going to see the President's Cup this year at Quail Hollow. So, you know, Webb Simpson, who is playing in this event, he's a local to the area, and he is named an assistant captain. Uh, you know, having that local knowledge will probably help there. Really excited for the President's Cup, but don't want to get too much into that now because we'll have plenty more on that later. But just a little bit of brief history that I could find on the Wyndham Championship dating back to 1938. And Sam Snead, kind of the, the flagship winner or champion of this event. So without further ado, we are getting into these picks. And I'm going to come off the top with Willie Z, Zala Torres, the odds-on favorite. Ah. Right off the bat. Wow. Wait, how is he the odds-on favorite, D? Vegas? Yeah, Vegas. Oh, okay. Yeah, you think Vegas looks at the power rankings, dude? Well, I mean, I think they should at least consider it. <laughs> what are the power rankings at? Damn, sh- should I do Ju Young Kim or Siwoo Kim? Oh, we got the 10-minute warning right there. Yeah, negative. Um, All right. Really don't want to bet on him, nor do I want to pick him because he's a big head case. So big redemption moment for the boy, Billy Horschel, Florida Gator guy. <laughs> Let's see what he can do. You said you were never taking him again. He was on your ban list. This is like Joe with Rory. Like It's like those, the last pick of the season. Nothing. What is this tournament called? Like the Garbage Man Central? Like the Wyndham? <laughs> like, come on. All right. So you're not Pretty allowed well. to pick him in the FedEx Cup playoffs? No. All right. I guess I that means. And I won't. It's me. And I'm going with my boy, Sungjae. Kind of hasn't been on as many leaderboards as he has been the, the past couple years, but feel like he's been playing well recently, so expecting a big week out of him. I like that. I like that. You know, I don't know. I always don't know. I always have a pick that's ready to go, and then I just fucking second-guess myself all the time. But um, I'm going with Russell Henley. I'm going just in order of the power ring because I'm trusting them with this pick, and then I'm going gut picks after this. But Russell He's been playing nice, uh, you know, sneaky, you know, top tens. And, you know, hopefully he does the same this week. I'm going to keep it rolling, not waste too much time. A name that G had mentioned momentary a moment ago. I uh, believe he finished top five. I know he was right up there at the top of the leaderboard last week, playing well. One of my favorites that I don't always pick or don't get to, Siwoo Kim. Siwoo, Siwoo played nice last week. Taking the hot hand. See, we can go low. For sure. And really high. Um, I'm going <laughs> Mr. Lowry himself. Shane Lowry. <laughs> that was the knee. My right. OG Tiger cleats in your background, Joe. Nice. Going with the uh, all-time earnings leader and the um, at this tournament. And... Someone who's on the FedEx Cup bubble, so needs to play well. That's Webb Simpson. Webb, nice. the local boy. I love that. 
of that strategy right there. Will Dog needs to get needs to play well to get into FedEx, so you know he's taking this serious. And I'm going with um gosh. You know, I said I'm going gut picks, I'm going Shane Lowry. He's already taken by Mr. G. Oh my <laughs> gosh, Joe. Wow. I can gut pick uh gonna be kids. Oh, I love that shit. <laughs> I'm so happy because I did that the last time on the podcast. So, <laughs> thanks, Joe. What did you say, Gary? Did you like something about him, or did you just like sneak no, it? No, I, 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 no, I just picked him, and then you picked him. And previously, I picked someone right after someone else picked them. No, I know, but like, did you like say anything about him? I feel like I would have. Uh, I mean, no, not really. All right. Next time. Here Here it's like Larry. Speaking of Jimbo's calling me right now. Fun fact is Jimbo's playing whistling straights in two weeks. Oh wow. Look and he was just that. playing Martis. Yeah, he was just playing Martis with the new golf bag I got him, so he better be extra drippy. But you know, he's been taking golf tech lessons, so think he's drilling now. Probably 280, 340 off the tee. <laughs> well, shout out, Pops. Shout out, Jimbo. Yeah, absolutely. Go low out there at Whistling and hope you enjoyed Martis. Oh, yeah. Always. I'm going to go with a Mr. G favorite here and take the Aussie. I believe he is looking to get into form for the FedEx Cup playoffs. Just watched him play with Rick Shields out at Kings Bonds, Mr. Adam Scott. Hopefully he gets up there on top of the leaderboard on Sunday. It's nice. G's final pick. I'm up. All right. I'm going to go with Lacey's cousin, Tyrell Hatton. Coming out at 14. Tyrell. Like it, like it. All right. Going with someone who got special status on the PGA Tour, and that's Tom Kim, named after Thomas the Tank Engine. <laughs> so we don't need that diatribe again. He's about to go low. Damn you, Will Dog. Drew Young. You were going to pick him, Joe? 100%. Dude, the kid is drilling. And pick he needs, he needs to win. Yeah, is B-Woo playing? What's going on? I don't know, but did you see B-Woo and freaking Eric Anders Lang? I listened so to that. Cool. Fire. Dude, but did you gee, did you actually listen to it? He said he grew up he said he only was lived in the Bay Area for like X amount of years and then grew up in New York. And I was like, bro. Well, I, he did. He also so, grew up mostly in Beijing. No, <laughs> no. So B-Woo uh is from the East Coast, but that was the whole thing. He would come out every summer to Danville and train at Blackhawk with um, Justin, the Titleist pro. And that oh. was his whole thing because he went to boarding school in New York. So maybe that's like his whole association. But like oh. he would come out to Blackhawk every summer and train with Justin. That's like how we used to play with him, so on and so forth. 
Okay. And his words, he said uh, by like eight or nine, he had moved to Beijing. He grew up in California, moved to Beijing, and then came back for high school in Rochester. New and York. that's where, like, bro, I was playing with you that, at that time. So I was tripping, but I, that makes sense that he'd come back for uh, summers. Yeah, during yeah. high school and while he was getting recruited to Stanford. Yeah, because that makes sense because I would have been a freshman or sophomore in college and all those kids at the club slash Bibu would have been going through their high school period. Or I yep. think he was actually eighth grade at the time because he was just so good. Like, I've never seen a guy play better from the tips at Falls. Guy's a stud. We're going to have to get him on here and ask him personally about his time at Blackhawk. Yeah. Shout out B-Woo if you're out there. Come on the show. We'll talk a little bit Blackhawk. No doubt. No doubt. I bet he hasn't holed out from uh, the second hole on the <laughs> on Falls or Lakes? Falls. Falls. Um, well, somehow I was there. I'm going HV3 on the beat. Ooh, great pick down in the North Carolina land, Mr. Joe. Yeah. HV3. All right, that wraps up the picks. Stay tuned for the FedEx Cup playoffs. We've got excitement coming your way. Also, please subscribe to the YouTube. Go ahead and check out Instagram, TikTok, and listen on Spotify if you want to take it on the go. We're out here, 19th Fairway. We appreciate it. Like and subscribe. We'll see you next time for the FedEx Cup playoffs. Let's go. Booyah.